What up, everyone? You're listening to Riding Big Red with Leah and Max. Check us out each week to hear about life at the fire station, gripping perspectives, and the untold stories of a firefighter. We hope you enjoy the ride. Episode 49, Oh Christmas Tree. In this episode, we're talking about what Christmas is like at the fire station, and then we'll find out why you shouldn't move your burning Christmas tree. Due to the graphic nature of this content, listeners' discretion is advised. What's up, everyone? Happy holidays. Holidays? There's holidays? <laughs> we are in that season. Yes. There, there's holidays now that I'm retired. Oh, well, now that you get to actually enjoy, right? Yes. Not have to leave a party yes. or anything. Because regardless of what people think, the fire stations don't close at Christmas. They're <laughs> I open. I hope people don't think that that's what happens. <laughs> You'd be surprised what people think. What? Oh my gosh. Can you imagine if all emergency personnel closed down on Christmas Day and Christmas okay, so Eve? And- I got on the fire department at, at a time when it was kind of transitioning to... Um, more modern times. Mm-hmm. So when I first got on, literally people would knock on the door and ask if they were interrupting our dominoes or checkers. Was that And a they thing? were serious. But was that a thing? Is that yes, why? because in the old days, all the old movies and times, all it showed was a fireman sitting around playing checkers <laughs> and dominoes waiting for a call to come in. Okay. And so people, that's what they, but they literally would ask that. I didn't interrupt your checker game, did I? No. We don't do that. Mm, no, this is uh, not the <laughs> no. 30s anymore, but okay. Yeah, no, we don't do that. <laughs> so something we actually wanted to talk about in this episode, and the, around the holiday time, emergencies don't discriminate. So if there's an emergency or there's something serious happening, it doesn't matter when it is, right? Yeah. So, And by that, that means as we get closer and closer to the holidays, emergencies are still happening all over the place. Yeah. You'd think that during this time of year, people would slow down, take it easy, be kinder to each other. No. Oh, no. And today I was telling my dad, and we thought this would be great to bring up. Not great, sad. But it was important to bring up because, you know, today... I was saying Mm. that I feel like people are driving even worse than they do. And where we live, the drivers are pretty bad. But I feel like even now, because it's December, we're getting closer to Christmas and all the holidays and the parties and all that, people are just driving really bad. So I was on my way back home uh, with my kids and I noticed there was an accident up ahead. I could see it and there was lots of lights and I could tell there was no traffic going in one of the directions right. and so that all, that indicated to me that if I went kept going that way I was going to get stuck in line because something bad happened right. because they usually typically as my understanding is that that means something really bad happened if they close off a, a street a major street usually it's because now they have to investigate it as some kind of a death yeah Okay, so if you come across an accident and they're diverting you off of that road, mm-hmm. it's because there's something very serious. Either somebody died or has the potential to perish in whatever accident yeah. happened. So, of course, you know, I found a different way to get home and stuff. And I had let my dad know because he was going to be coming over to do this, to record. Do this? And I was like, hey, you know, uh, maybe don't go down that road because you're going to get clogged. What do you guys think he did? Yeah, huh? I went kind of that way. <laughs> And of course he went that way. And, uh, but he got to see a little bit yeah. more than I did. I, I didn't want to be one of those onlookers. Yeah. Nobody wants to be that. And I didn't, I don't cruise by those scenes real slow and take, take a middle yeah. look because I've seen thousands take you of them. 
a lot to gather the information. Right. But they were, so they were shuffling us all a different direction around the intersection. And you could tell there was one car that was, had rolled over and it was on its side with another car that had crashed into the roof of that car, Ugh. a pickup truck that looked like it had hit that car and an 18 wheeler that was involved somehow. Yeah. I don't know how. So with that picture, you could tell somebody perished in that accident. Yeah. And I, and so we were talking about that and I said, you know, it's, that's really sad because here yeah. we are just a few days away from Christmas and, you know, whether, you know, that person celebrates or doesn't celebrate, like it's the holiday season right. and it just, somebody's family somebody going to have lost. that memory yeah. for, and, forever and ever. And I, and I was talking to my dad about that and I said, you know, that's got to be rough around the fire station because you guys are st- still going on calls. Right. It doesn't matter whether it's the day of Christmas or a few days before or after, right. you're still going on calls. Right. And calls like that are far reaching. They're tragic for the people involved, for the families that are involved, for everybody who witnessed it, for the firefighters who actually have to go on that call and realize there's nothing they can do to save them. It impacts them. It impacts the holidays. So People don't, you have to think about these, the consequence of your actions. Mm -hmm. And so this is just that we wanted to bring that up just as a friendly reminder that hopefully we know that there's parties and work and people are excited and they're trying (laughs) to get places and and, um, we totally get that. But at the end of the day, it's it's not worth it. Like just, you know, it's just the time to slow down. Well, hopefully if you've been listening to this podcast, you, we've scared you straight. (laughs) (laughs) You realize (laughs) that that lots of things can happen. And, and there's more to come that you haven't heard. Well, and so. you know, who knows? I mean, it, it it may not always be your fault. It could always be somebody else's and it could be com- completely unavoidable. But, you know, just try and... Pay attention. Try and pay attention. You know, control what you can. Yes. All right. So we do want to get into the holiday parties at the fire station because we really haven't talked about parties? that. And Parties? What parties? And I hope they still do it today because let me tell you, they are some of the funnest memories uh, as a kid and being able to go to the fire station. And I remember it kind of being chaotic sometimes. So sometimes my dad would have to work on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And then sometimes you'd be on your um, sixth day. So you'd be right. off and we'd have you for both. But when you were working on either of those days we always come came to the fire station yes always yes and you guys always did like a celebration yeah we always had a, a party big a big luck, huge party and, yes so on christmas at the station now the one thing is particular about our station is me and my partner the other captain in the station so there was two of us in the station we worked at there were 10 people okay so uh two fire trucks a paramedic truck, so that's 10 people. Mm -hmm. Four on each fire truck and two on the paramedic truck. So there's 10 of us in the station. And the great thing about it was we, when we assembled the people in our station, we were all on the same page. People with families, people who enjoyed being together, people who grew up, you know, you grew up with their kids and, Mm -hmm. and everybody liked each other and it was a great family atmosphere. And so on holidays, for us, whether it was Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, we would have a big potluck at the station. Yeah. Now, the guys would put together at the station, we would buy like a uh, a big pot roast, huge pot roast, mm-hmm. and then we'd do some chicken and a ham. So we'd have three different meats. And then the families, the wives, would, would generally bring over 
the side dishes. Mm -hmm. So we'd have more food than we could Oh my gosh, so much food. And I kind of remember it as being like a come all day whenever, like there wasn't usually like a specific time and it was just come whenever you can. So sometimes we would be there all day long and then other times we would have, you know, other families' houses to go visit and stuff. But, and then I also remember there was, gosh, at some point there would be (laughs) nearly 40, 50 people there because it wasn't just like your immediate family. Like I remember grandma used to come. and We had a lot of grandma. <laughs> grandparents come and we had, had a, a lot, lot of, of brothers and sisters and <laughs> yeah. other kids and I remember at one particular holiday we counted we had over 80 people in yeah, the station I'm sure it was fabulous oh my it gosh was it was so, so much, much fun. fun and I was thinking I'm like man are they even allowed to do that today because you know my what I remember doing in the fire station then I like think about now as an adult I'm like Ooh, I don't know the liability on that seems a little <laughs> seems a little risky but I was telling my dad I said you know I remember because there were so many kids and it oh, would yeah. be so much fun and we grew up with these kids and so you know they were we were all really close and we used to play hide and go seek because who doesn't want to play hide and go seek at a fire station where there's all <laughs> kinds of sharp objects and things and oh, yeah. trucks and, and lots of places <laughs> to hide uh, but we also used to steal the chairs the rolling chairs the, the office computer, chairs yeah from the office and we would race down the <laughs> Always, yeah. Have chair races. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. And we'd pull pull the trucks out of the apparatus bay. You kids would go nuts in the Mm -hmm. apparatus bay, playing, and it, it was always so much fun. Yeah, it always used to be really cool. And so I hope today there is some sort of uh, that, you yeah. know. And if you are at a fire station and you guys still do that, we'd love to hear about it. Cause, oh, I, yeah. Um, I, I, know- hope, I hope that more stations would do that. And I know on, a, on my particular department, there was only a handful of stations that would ever do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, very few out of the multitude of stations, maybe three or four stations that would do that? Is it that? frowned upon though? Like, is, do you no. think that's why they don't, like not as many stations no. do it? A lot of guys are like, finally I get a, whew. it was, you know, coming to the station <laughs> was getting a family. break. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't want to bring everybody to the station. And it's a lot of work. I mean. Oh, I remember. Yeah. I mean, even for the guys and after the, you know, the families all leave, now we have to put the station back together. Well, I mean, it's not just that. And I, I think this is really important too, is that you guys still run calls. So oh, yeah. if we're in the middle of a meal and then all of a sudden a call comes in, everybody knows to be quiet, let you guys hear it. And then you would take off yeah. and it could be 15 minutes later that you'd come back. It could be an hour. It could be yeah. two hours. We never knew. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was really good because you guys grew up around it. When a call came in, everybody knew they had to get off the apparatus for so everybody would come inside yep. and they'd have to be quiet. So mm-hmm. we knew who was going. Get away f- so we don't run over kids with the fire truck because that's a bad thing. Yep. And it was it worked out really well. Mm-hmm. And for for me, on my fire department career, it's some of the happiest memories that I have. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. I told you guys, like I was kind of like when my dad retired, it was kind of sad because there was so many things that became routine and they were very, it was like a family, like such yes. a family. We were all very, very close. Oh yeah. And our chief, the so each station has a, a battalion chief that's in charge of it. So in each battalion chief's charge of five or six stations. Mm-hmm. And my particular chief, he when he got on the department, he was my boot. So I helped train him when he first got on. You were his senior. Yeah, I was his senior. So then he came up through the ranks and became my boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> but we were really good friends and he had, he had, was a single father with a daughter. Mm-hmm. And his state, his headquarters was actually at a different station than ours. Uh-huh. But on holidays, he would come over to our station yeah. and bring have his daughter brought, and they would come to the station to be with all of us. Yeah, because he knew that our station had this huge party. So oh yeah, him and his daughter were always parts of our 
celebrations. And we would do them at 4th of July. We'd do them at Thanksgiving. We'd do them at New Year's. If we had an excuse to get everybody to the station, we would. Mm-hmm. Just because. Yeah, it was it was such a great time. And, you know, it really does around the holidays. I still think about it because I'm like, man, oh, yeah. it was so much fun. Oh, and I, I talk about it with the, with the guys that I worked with. And we still, you know... We, Every, you guys are all grown. You're all adults and have your own kids now. Hey, but, I'll still race in an office chair. I'll do it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but everybody still talks about it. Mm-hmm. And it is such good memories. So much fun. Yeah. So the other thing I want to talk about that I do remember a lot was every year around December and around the holidays. And we talked about Thanksgiving a little bit, doing the food boxes. But around Christmas time, we did food boxes again. Yes. But you guys also did this thing, which was giving back to families in needs. And I, yes. I don't remember, was it usually one family or two? or do you- uh, it, it depended. We, we would try to get two, three, or four families, depending mm-hmm. on their needs. Like if we had a family that just needed food boxes, then we would take them. But then we'd have other families that needed food boxes plus gifts for the kids yeah. or somebody was really needy. And-, and remind everyone, who pays for the food boxes? Like where did those come from? Okay, so the food boxes are... In October, our department would run a charity chili cook-off. Which we will get to at some point because those are a blast. Those are a riot. They always had so much fun at them. So we make chili and everybody pays their things and samples of things and we decorate booths and we raise a lot of money. Mm -hmm. That money actually pays for the food boxes at Thanksgiving and at Christmas. And at each of those events, they buy and each food box is is enough food for... Two or three days, mm-hmm. so it's really a good it's a size. Quite a food bit, box. yeah. It's a quite okay. a bit. Well, each for each holiday, Thanksgiving and Christmas, our union with with the aid of that money they raised at the chili cook-off would purchase around a thousand food boxes oh, to wow. be given out. Okay. Okay, so it's fabulous. Now, what we would do at my station is we would contact. My wife was a school teacher, plus a couple other guys. Their wives were school teachers or involved with charities. And so we'd try to get names of families that really needed assistance. And then how much? And we'd try to get two or three or four food boxes per family. So mm-hmm. not just one food box. So we give them more than just a day yeah. or two, a week or a week and a half of food. So that was really good. Mm-hmm. But then we'd also find out if the kids needed presents and the ages of the kids and do they need clothes, do they need toys, things like that. And so... Anything outside the food boxes came from our pockets at the station. Directly from the Directly from the guys. Yeah. The guys in the station were happy to do it. And every year I would, we would get the names of families and, and then we would decide how much we want to spend and what we want to get them. And then we'd actually go out shopping on the fire trucks. We'd go yeah. in our uniforms, go to the stores. And the stores are usually pretty generous with us. If we went in uniform, we'd tell them, hey, we're shopping for families. And they would give us a little discount or they'd give us a gift card saying, hey, make them come back. And that was always really great of the retailers to do that kind of stuff. And that this was always kind of like done by surprise, right? So if, yes. you know, mom or you got a name from somebody else, it was usually they were doing it because they knew this family really needed assistance right. or help around the holidays. And yeah. then... What was that like dropping it off? Because you guys got to go and bring it yourselves. Right. And what we would do is we would get their names and we would contact them ahead of time saying, hey, we're with the fire station and we want to help this holiday. Is that okay? Because there are other families that are like prideful and just, no, 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 I don't. We're going to do it on our own. But most of them would say, yeah, sure, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. And we would tell them, hey, we're going to bring certain things or, you know, whatever, just so that they they had an idea of what was happening. And then we'd have to ask them, hey, when are you going to be home? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, that's true. (laughs) So we can come by. Mm -hmm. So we would would arrange. We'd go by, pick up stuff, come back to the station, toys and things. And it was always fun watching a bunch of firemen wrap 
<laughs> gifts. I'm sure they were wrapped pristinely. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they're just like at the mall. Not. Oh, but it was fun. It was funny. The guys really enjoyed it. You know, you could tell even the guys that didn't want to participate or begrudgingly at the beginning, mm-hmm. when you're sitting around the station with 10 other guys and you're wrapping toys for other families, everybody gets involved. Especially when you know, like, you've got a good family who, who really needs it, who deserves oh, yeah. it. And that's that's got to make you feel good. Oh, yeah. There was <clears throat> there was one family we got one year. Uh, I can't remember exactly how we got their name, but she had just gotten out of an abusive relationship, like escaped, mm-hmm. like not just like had to walked go in the away, middle of the night, escaped, yeah, out with her three kids. And we'd heard that she was in dire need of stuff, and so we made contact. <laughs> so we got food boxes. And a couple of gifts for the kids. They were three kids, I believe. Yeah. So we get the address. We drive over to the house, drop off the stuff. And when we went in the house, now this was a three-bedroom house. Mm-hmm. So we want to see, you know, kind of the living conditions and, you know, what they need. So we went inside. And we brought the food boxes. Where do you want them? We put them in the kitchen. And we looked around. The only thing this this lady had was a dining table, two chairs, in the bedrooms were blankets on the floor for the kids to sleep on Aww. and nothing else. Oh, my gosh. So she really had to get up and go. Yeah. They, they got out with the clothes on their back. Oh, gosh. Now, what was really cool is the guys on the trucks, the guys that I work with, realized this and said, we can do more. Mm-hmm. So now we went to a couple of stores. We went to a bedding shop, said, hey, we need beds. Mm-hmm. The kids need beds. What can you do for us? They donated. Mm-hmm. So we got donation of clothes. Like the the company donated the beds? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. We <laughs> load them up on the fire trucks, mm-hmm. you know, took whatever we could, went back, got them at least beds to sleep in. We got them some kitchen stuff. We got them, uh, I think somebody said they had a furniture set at home that they weren't using that was sitting in a, a, a storage thing. So they, yeah. the next day off, they put it in their own truck and drove oh, it wow. over there. So... And I love this because I feel like I I got to be a part of something that most people don't get to see. And I know that. And I know this this is the hearts of those people, even though what you guys go through and see day in and day out and what you're a part of and not everything is great. And there's a lot of really horrible things that they go through, but still always giving more. And at least I know for your guys' station, that's how you guys operated. That's how you guys were as judges as people. And I would say 90%. 90% of the guys on our job, the, the men and women that work in the fire service, will do that. Mm-hmm. Out of their own pocket, they run across a situation where they can help, they will. Mm-hmm. They, it, they will. They absolutely will help. Yeah. You know, it's like we told the story about the, the poor girl at the apartment complex. She was a, a dancer and she was feeling sick. We go to her apartment and she had nothing. Because we asked her, when was the last time you had anything to eat? Mm-hmm. About three days ago. Now... Whatever her lifestyle, drug addict, whatever is going, there's no reason to starve to death. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for that. So again, the guys on the truck said, no, nah, we're not having this. So we drove over to the local grocery store, bought five bags of groceries because she was at the hospital, You know, went to the apartment manager to get the key, went back into her apartment and filled her cabinets and refrigerator up with food Yeah, because there's no reason to starve to death. Mm-hmm. You know, So I was always proud of those moments when... The guys themselves would say, you know what, we can do something and yeah. we will. I feel so incredibly grateful to have been a part of those things as a child growing up yeah. and seeing that and witnessing that and wanting to do that now as an adult. Right. And that's the 
that's the part of the fire service I don't think the general public ever gets a view of. No. Like you see the guys in their yellow monkey suits running around calls and fires, and that's what they think of firemen. But what they don't see is all those times that you you come to work, you run across somebody who's in dire need, and your next day off, everybody gets together and goes over and fixes something, gets mm-hmm. something working for somebody, cleans up, they deliver food, clothing, whatever it is on their off day. And, and, also, and they do that. And also I think it's because... Like you said, like 90 to 99% of firefighters don't do it for the notoriety. It's no. not for that. They don't ever need anyone to know. They they don't go around telling people that it's just, no. it's who they are. It's what they do. And, you know, I think it's incredible. Right. And it's amazing. Right. And it's like, it, it's, <laughs> you know, it's like you said, firefighters don't do it for the notoriety. I put my crew in one time for awards. You know, each year they give out firefighter of the year, bravery award, whatever they mm-hmm. call them. You know, I didn't think much of them. But one year, my crew had had a rough year. Like some of the calls that they had gone on were horrific. They they went above and beyond. They were outstanding. So mm-hmm. I put them in for awards. Well, the department being who they are, they didn't even look at them. So they didn't get any awards. Well, I, <laughs> I pulled my guys into the office and told them, hey, I put you in for these awards, but they didn't give them. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Don't understand it. I was pissed. but So I gave them the memo that I had wrote to the department outlining the reasons why they needed it. Mm-hmm. Well, all of my guys said that's enough for them. Yeah. They didn't need the awards. They were just glad that I had sent the notes in and mm-hmm. the memo was good enough. Yeah. Well, because, again, I don't think any of, the, especially the crew that you worked with, that's not who they are. They didn't need that. No. So, all right. Well, that shares a little bit of what... Christmas and the holiday season is like at the fire station. <laughs> so many good memories. And I, I hope there are fire stations out there that are still celebrating and doing those things together because do. I mean, I'm old and I still remember them. And I think that anybody would still remember right. them. And they're memories that last a lifetime yeah. for anybody. I highly encourage stations to do that. Okay. So, you know, holidays are always chaotic and you never know what you're going to run across. So one of the hazards about Christmas is Christmas trees. <laughs> no. Yeah. Real Christmas trees. Real right? Christmas trees. Usually real. it's just the real ones. Generally. Now the fake ones do go up pretty good, but the real ones go up really fast. Okay, so we get a call to a house fire. Okay. So okay. and it's like two days before Christmas. So can be serious. We know this. So all the trucks go. So anytime there's a fire, it's two engines, a ladder truck, a paramedic, a battalion chief, lots of people coming. So yeah. we pull up in front of the house and there's a little bit of smoke coming out of the front door. So we ran in the front door to see what was burning. And the people who lived there met us kind of at the door and said, okay, it's, it's out, it's out. And in the front yard was a Christmas tree. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, it was not much of a Christmas tree anymore. It <laughs> More was of a stick. burned completely <laughs> up. Uh-huh. So it was barely smoldering because real Christmas trees burn like gasoline. Pretty when fast. they light, they light up quick so apparently there was a short in the lights in the christmas tree in the living room Uh the dad was home and when the christmas tree you know somebody screamed saw the christmas tree was on fire dad being dad i'll save the day he grabbed the christmas tree oh brother while it was on fire remember it burns like gasoline (laughs) so it's not like you know you can hold the burning pot of oil so he grabbed the christmas tree ran out the front door and threw it in the front yard 
Okay. Okay. Great. He saved his house. No. Let's let maybe but next he didn't time save his arms. Uh, his arms. <laughs> what? What did so, he do? I don't know. We never saw him. So we were told that his arms were burnt from his elbows to his fingers with <gasps> flesh hanging off of them because he decided to grab the burning Christmas tree and throw it in the front yard. Oh. So after he did that, mom grabbed dad, put him in the car, and ran his ass to the hospital. So who called 911? They, the mom did. Oh. But dad figured he'd take action on his oh, own. Oh, boy. <laughs> so he saved his house. There was a little bit of smoke and some singe marks inside, but Yikes. nothing burned. But he paid for it. I, I can only imagine knowing what burns look like and do and in that situation what it would be like. And they're extremely painful, right? Oh, my God. He had to be in excruciating pain. Ooh. And he's going to have second and third degree burns on his arms and he'll have scars forever and ever. You know, may lose a couple of fingers because of it. <laughs> Who knows? We, we didn't get to see him. He They hauled him as... Hold his ass off to the hospital it way be, before we get there. Wouldn't it be better to like, well, okay, if you don't have a fire extinguisher, okay, let's just assume they didn't have one. Wouldn't it be better to just get like a bucket of water and start throwing it on, or is it like too much, is it I, I too would. much fire? It'll go quick. Like really? a Christmas tree, if it's, if you, if you have it in the corner of a room and you don't have curtains or stuff pushed up around it, it'll burn up in about 10 seconds. Oh, gosh. But if you have packages and stuff all around it, well, all that stuff's going to catch fire, too. And then, then the curtains next to it is going to catch fire. So it can be really bad really quick. It'll spread really quickly. So just get out of the house. Like, that's usually the best advice. Out. Just get out. Yeah, just get out. Oh, it's I just mean, a house. They're just things. Yeah. They'll, they'll be replaced. Not going to replace his arms. Or dad, for that matter. His yeah. entire body could have... Yeah, he's right. He could have... Oh. But what we ended, I mean, he burned up his arms. Oh, man. So, it, No. We can replace a house. We can't replace your arms. Okay. <laughs> so it was tragic yet funny. That, that's, that's not funny. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny. Okay. He <laughs> really he made it out the house. Like you get major points for that. But like, let's that's not like, do that. Okay, though, but that's ever. like dropping a French fry out of your basket into the hot oil and you dipping your hands in to save it. That's true. Probably not a great idea. Oh, <laughs> no. Leave the French fry. <laughs> oh, poor dad. He probably, like, Christmas is never the same after that. No, I don't think so. That was a lot of years ago, but I'm sure he remembers every Christmas. I bet. All right. Well, we hope you all have a safe and wonderful holiday. Please slow down on the roads, and for the love of Thor, don't try and remove your burning Christmas tree from your house. Just don't do it. They have a number to call. Yes. 911. Use it. One more. Join us after the first of the year to hear our mid-season episode. That's right. We will already be halfway through season three. And our returning episode is going to be a good one. 